Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're talking about From Russia with Blood, which is episode 14 from season five and originally aired on the 26th of February, 1989. This episode was written by Donald Ross, who is a story editor of 21 episodes and a writer of 16. We've actually not covered one of his before, but he did write a few pretty well-known ones, including A Fashionable Way to Die, which is the episode set in Paris around uh, Paris Fashion Week or whatever. It's not Fashion Week, but it's like a show, a runway show. Glynis, that's a really good one. So brace yourself. So yeah, I guess I'll go into the Who synopsis. Who costume design? I don't know. Actually, let's look at that before we get into the synopsis because yeah, because I'm sure we all have a lot to say. Clip, yeah, like I knew that the outfits were going to be amazing. So I even carved out like a section of my notes just for Jessica's looks. Um, <laughs> and, and they did not disappoint. So Okay, we've got a whole team on this. So we have three costume supervisors and one set costumer, which went uncredited apparently. But our costume supervisors are Robert Eli Bodford Jr., Lambert Marks, and Debbie Orico. Um, So names, I don't know, because obviously this is season five. We don't have Al anymore. He's departed. So... um, but I do remember when we were looking at another episode, I'm sure after he'd left, I'm sure the department gets bigger. Like all of a sudden there's like all these people working on it. But yeah, um, yeah. We, yeah, we'll talk about the clothes, definitely. Um, okay, so this episode, as the title would suggest, finds Jessica in Russia. Um, she's on a cultural exchange program where she is staying with an author, a Russian author called Sergei Chelov, played by Peter Donnett. And the idea being that she stays there for a while and he then comes to visit her in, I guess, Cabot Cove. Uh, running the cultural exchange program is Minister Melnikov, played by Jeremy Kemp. While they're there, they go to a party at the minister's building, I guess, a very swish party there she meets sort of young american reporter bert Furman, played by adrian zmed who basically just reports on the kind of uh, fashionable comings and goings of the russian russian elite parties and that sort of thing also there is an english woman called piggy brooks played by judy parfit and an englishman called cyril grantham played by by david mccallum who works for the embassy while they're there sergey sneaks something into jessica's bag her bag is then stolen by a guy called dukov we later find out a waiter uh jessica sees him stealing her stuff and then says oh get that guy and security chase him and he ends up getting shot when she's when the police show up chief inspector berniker played by jack bannon they go through her bag and they find microfilm in it that she knows isn't hers that was what sergey had slipped into her bag she's then detained in russia she's not allowed to leave until they can sort out what's going on what's they can't figure out they look at the microfilm but they can't figure out what exactly is on it that's so secretive (laughs) also in the mix is uh kgb lieutenant fyodor alexandrov played by anthony geary who, so now it's the KGB and the police looking into this 
matter and in they end up arresting Sergey because they think that he's trying to commit treason basically Jessica looks into it a bit further she gets getting involved is the embassy the US embassy uh, and a lady called Miss Hayes played by Christine Rose but Jessica it's a lot of shenanigans a lot of spy <laughs> shenanigans specifically but Jessica eventually figures out that because the KGB and the police department aren't communicating very well with each other, once she gets them actually talking about each other, they realize that Minister Melnikov had told them a lie, saying that he had provided information about Dukov to the KGB, but actually neither of them had any information, and they assumed the other department had it. So it was Minister Melnikov. He had killed Dukov because he had been after the microfilm. The microfilm had belonged to Sergei's mentor, Anton something, who um, had, I guess, been in the military with the minister and knew that the minister was a Nazi. No, not Dukov, um, with the minister. So Anton had been in the military with Minister Melnikov and knew that Minister Melnikov had been a Nazi collaborator and had kept his secret all these years, but wanted to kind of tell people now that Anton had passed away at the beginning of the episode. Sorry, it's very confusing. It is. I'm plot. glad we're I mean, going that, through like all this. When you're watching it, it makes sense. But it's not like the ones where like, they're trapped in a lodge in the snow right. and someone gets <laughs> shot. Like, it's like, there's so much spy yeah. stuff going on. Um, but, it's, it, but it's like an easy, it's easy to follow as you're watching it. But yeah, so it's Minister Melnikov was the bad guy, basically. <laughs> I had some questions uh, along the way. <laughs> I mean, well, there were a couple lines where I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to let that <laughs> glide right over me and ignore it. Um, so yes, yeah, so, and the, so yes. And she, she's at the airport leaving. This is the final scene. We'll talk about it in a second. And she finds out from Berniker that Sergei's going to be set free. Minister Melnikov probably won't get charged, but he'll probably be forced to retire in disgrace. And um, he sneaks her the microfilm, Berniker does. So she ends up being able to get the microfilm out of the country, which was what Sergei was trying to do in the first place. So yeah, we can talk all about it. Um, and just to add, that the only bit of IMDb trivia listed for this episode is that Anthony Geary, who plays um, the KGB Lieutenant Fyodor Alexandrov, is, well, first of all, they're all American, but apart from the British people, but um, (laughs) he is best known for being part of a daytime soap super couple. He is Luke of Luke and Laura from General Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And Laura is played by actress Jeannie Francis, who appears many times in Murder, She Wrote as Jessica's niece, Victoria. Who Susanna so, hates. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I like Victoria. I don't like her husband. Who Susanna actively dislikes. <laughs> not, I did not, wait, you don't like, like No, Jeannie no, I like Jeannie Francis. I don't like Jeff Conaway as her husband. I find oh, them as a couple. Her real annoying. life husband is the guy from Star Trek. That's why I. Got- I know Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, and I was oh, like, Oh, like- I didn't know that. Jonathan Frakes. Okay, but back to Luke. I did not recognize him because his hair is cut so short. It's usually like curly on yeah. uh, General Hospital. Yeah, I actually thought. Because at first I was like, is that Luke from General Hospital? But I was like, I 
thought because they had cut it short, he looked better than he normally does. Agree. I agree. It looked, he did look different. It's funny because I've not seen him do much other than because he was on general hospital for like 40 years or something crazy so there i think he left in 2018 is is general (laughs) hospital still on the air let me check i was Uh, shocked because i went over to i think port he has credits as recently as 2018 on general hospital yeah Yeah, that's that's what i mean i said they didn't go beyond 2018 so it made me wonder if the soap had finished rather than he had left the soap lucky lucky and they had a daughter they had a daughter as well that was yeah i think called lola yeah they called her something else like lolly or something i can't remember no it's it's still on i'm just not sure in what platform oh yeah it's got plans for 2021 so it's live that is so mad but yeah laura has not been Jeannie francis hasn't been on it in a long time no, like i think she sort back. of and that was a yeah. big deal in the 90s. And then she went away again. Hmm. And do you remember Jonathan Jackson played Lucky for a while? And there was going to be this like big ticket like <laughs> hunk. <laughs> no, and he fell in love with someone like Elizabeth or something like that. And that was another actress. Anyway. Do you think this would have been all when we were in school? So like we would have known about. But yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Jeannie Francis and Jonathan Frakes like have been married forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, okay, just to put this into perspective. So daytime soaps are five times a week. You know, they have to learn lines and forget lines within hours. David McCallum that plays Cyril in this episode, he is um, Dr. Mallard from NCIS. He, he, that is a primetime show. It's on once a week, Right. He has been on 402 episodes of NCIS. I mean, and that I, is crazy. <laughs> how long has NCIS been around? So long. I'm like, it's years? really popular. It was, Megan, do you remember there was that article that was like listing the most popular TV characters of all time? And like three of them were NCIS characters. <laughs> and you were like, what? And I had, a, so I had a phase where I went through, like I was watching a lot of NCIS LA, but I'll just put it out there. I struggled with regular NCIS because I didn't care for Polly Perrette's character. And I found her too hard to watch. I could see that. I liked it. I liked when they had, um, oh, sorry. What is her name? Like Paula or something. I can't remember what her last name was. She was quite fun. She was meant to be like, she was meant to be like Musad or something. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what the what the yeah. thing. It's just something. Well, now Anyways, I want I, you can edit this out if Ashley gets mad. But no, I just always think about. Go ahead, tell the story. When Ashley almost ran over Michael Weatherly on a golf <gasps> cart on a studio parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not on purpose, for the record. Not on purpose. I was just flying around the corner, and he's like, whoa. (laughs) I look, and I'm like, oh, shoot, that's Michael Weatherly. And I just, like, like, tried to get around him as fast as I could because I was going too fast around the corner. Did you fling your number out the window as you were like, call me, Michael? But he was like, whoa. Who is that nerd? And then I was like, kept driving. I was like, oh my gosh. 
That's the guy from NCIS. <laughs> he's a be- he's a beloved character on NCIS. He is, and then he did an Audi. What did he do? Oh, on yeah. Bowl. He had a new show, and then was not nice to people on Bowl. Oh, is that right? Well, yeah. listen, like once you leave NCIS, you like your name is kind of dirt. Maybe you're angry because NCIS was such a nice place to work. Um, right. I actually think it was. There's a lot we could get into that. But there well, I know the Donald Belisario stuff was yes bad. Yeah, I I under yes I know. But there was something with Mark Harmon's dog, and Polly Perrette got really upset. I I don't know the whole story. We can cut that out i don't you know. wait belisario okay i'll do a deep dive later thank you for bringing that up. i think what it was was belisario and Harmon didn't see eye to eye all the time I, I think there was some not good feeling there and at some point he donald belisario yeah. his name is on the show he did not he was not an active producer on that show anymore yeah he's the dad of the girl from pretty little liars yeah the hot one Spencer. And his son was on NCIS. Was he? His son plays the other guy, not the Michael Weatherly, the other dude. What? The- um, McGee? Yeah, McGee. That's his son. McGee is hey. Donald Belisario's son? I think so. I don't no. think so. He's the kid from Hocus Pocus. That Zachary Binks is related to that beautiful girl from Spe- from no, uh, Pretty Little Liars. No I think Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> no, is this true, Ashley? Hold God, on, are we gonna hold on? Hold on. Okay, well, he's his stepson. Oh, okay. All right, I didn't know. Wait, that. Sorry, McGee, sorry. McGee is his stepson. McGee is a, a Belisario stepson. Okay. I got real sweaty, guys. I had like all the Myers just like. (laughs) I know our eyes. I hope this is right. All just coming at you. That is mad. Wait, so you're telling me his stepson is on a show where then his, the main actor is fighting with his stepdad. And then, wow, that is a lot of drama. Listen, guys, we all know what Ashley said last time acting is hard. All right, okay, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> we just spent the last 10 minutes yeah. on NCIS and General Hospital. There's so much to talk about in this episode. Yeah, I know. No, no. Okay, Goodness so let's, let's get back to, okay, first of all, Ooh. I want to preface this. I feel like we're on a real hot streak because I really like this episode mm-hmm. and I was so, I get so excited when she goes to somewhere like different and when they open up on a shot of, I guess it's the Kremlin and it's snowing and we're then, or it's some beautiful old Russian building. It's probably not the Kremlin. It's the Red Square, the church. Yeah, sorry, Red Square. Sorry, yeah, not the Kremlin. And it's snowing and we are immediately at a Russian funeral. I was like, yeah, I love all of this. (laughs) This is so great. I was like, and there's the music playing and the like, what kind of guitar is that? It's like a zither or something like that. I don't know, sorry, that's probably wrong. Oh God! What's a zither? <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> everybody's like, like it up. first they were terrible about Ireland, okay, and now they're getting a zither is an instrument, but mm-hmm. it looks more like a harp, like a like a yeah, hand like a like but it's a string okay. instrument, right? I, I've been wrong now twice yeah. in the last like five yes. minutes. Is a zither not a Russian instrument? Oh God! Oh, now I'm worried you're going to look it up, and it's not. Um, 
it's we see German. it's German. <laughs> oh God, sorry. So we see we have Russian music. We see beautiful fur hats. You know, it's snowing. I was like, okay, you've got me. And then Jessica shows up in it's my favorite outfit. Spoiler alert. The most beautiful coat I've ever seen. That fitted gray coat with the fur lining oh, and the yeah. matching sort of slanted fur hat. I was like, she looks it amazing. Was yeah. Yeah, I thought the hat work in this episode was amazing. You had berets, you had fur hats, you had a bowler hat came into play. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I think because you're in Russia, it's like it gives you license for everyone to dress a little more like like European, like have a little more flair to their clothing. So it's like, Jessica, I mean, when would she ever be caught in Cabot Cove in an outfit like that? A super What's fitted jacket. I mean, maybe, but she also lives in New York some of the time. Yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah, I thought she looked really good. I had a, like quite a few favorite okay. outfits. So not a zither, but part of the zither family is a gusley. Gusley? I don't know, but is Russian. Okay. okay. So it's a similar, that kind of strummy kind of like sound. Multi-string plucked instrument. It's a lot of, a lot of words. Belonging to the zither family. So I feel like that is what they're playing in the background to make it sound Russian, right? I don't know. I mean, it sort of sounded that way. One question I had from the beginning is, is it true that American authors weren't translated until the late 80s in Russia? I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised because I think there is a, there was a lot of kind of, um, I mean, we, it's, well, even like from, like we read in my book club, we read a book by a Russian author that uh, from the twenties that I think wasn't translated. It wasn't even sold in Russian in Russia for like 30 years after he died. Um, so it was like, and then translated into English even later on than that. that. She was the first author to be translated. I mean, it, it is funny because <laughs> Cheloff is like this super serious, like literary fiction guy. And they're translating like cozy crime into <laughs> Russian. Like, of course, it's like, <laughs> like that was more where I was. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, he's Maybe like, because next- it's not like political or anything. Sure. Then- she would be the first i don't know well i mean they even say that he's like gonna be the next next pasternak or something or like i can't remember what author they said but it was like or like he's the next pushkin or something you're like that's like a serious author and she's like (laughs) people say that i'm the next (laughs) barbara taylor bradford so (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's mary higgins Steamy. <laughs> and also after her like lengthy prolific career <laughs> she calls herself a terrible interview to the interviewer the whatever journalist it's her polite way of being like i'm not doing that but she doesn't <laughs> want to be mean to him because he's a like sweet guy and like that thing with the caviar where she winks at him because he says, well, the caviar is actually from Iran. <laughs> they keep oh, claiming that God. it's like fine Russian caviar. Right, because he's like, 
the shock on my face like that felt very shady also then that they compare <laughs> new england clam chowder to caviar i <laughs> the amount of caviar references like if i had taken a shot every time they <laughs> said caviar i would be blackout drunk by the end of this episode <laughs> i was i actually wrote that that should have been a drinking game for everything <laughs> oh it was um <laughs> I thought it should have been every time they said caviar and then every time they called each other comrade. Yeah. I like it when they call each On other the comrade. Yeah. I, like, I, I, yeah. I, it sets a scene. I, it, it was also funny at the party. They didn't draw attention to it, except some, one person very casually referenced Stoli, but the fact that they were all stood there drinking straight <laughs> vodka. I mean, I don't know. Like, obviously that might be like a cultural thing, but like, it was, it was uh, unusual to see Jessica with neat liquor in a cup mm-hmm. that she's drinking at a yeah. party. Like normally, it's like a very small glass of wine. I said in Russia, it just goes down smoother. So you know, <laughs> well, it's see, it was all very casual. And then when she went to the minister's office, I'm sure he gives her a teacup of vodka. Like it looked, <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. Also, before we dive too much further in, the minister was actually English, and. His bio, I mean, reads like, you know, not as good as some of the other ones that we've we've had on his IMDb bio, but it starts off with this fair-haired, craggy-faced English character oh. actor, <laughs> and then goes on, and it, it it reads very smoothly. It's not as like punchy with the adjectives and and whatnot and the nouns, but um, surfer fit look. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> and it like, like his consequent popularity ensured that a number of juicy, mainly military roles came his way on both the small and big screen. So, you know, I'd give it a read if you have some time. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. It's, you know, you bring up a good point about the, I, I believe there are no Russian people in this episode. I might be <laughs> incorrect in that i believe we only have british people but mainly because both jack bannon and anthony geary are american yeah i mean i it makes me wonder though because okay i thought jack bannon and anthony geary's accents sounded fine i thought the minister's accent sounded fine chenloff's accent was almost Uh, non-existent i mean (laughs) it's like british i never know how to say his name peter Donut, donut, Don. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I he was the only one that didn't seem particularly <laughs> committed to it, but <laughs> he's like, I'm not doing. No, he's like, I'm gonna talk how I talk. <laughs> That's British. He's in one of my favorite murder she wrote, where he's Seth's actor friend, and he shows back up in Cabot oh. It's really good. So whenever I see him, that's what I think of. But I, I like him anyway. He's great. And he, um, I think it was Mulder's dad on X-Files. Yeah. Yep. Right. Something like that. Yeah, um, Mulder. He's, he was great. I mean, there, I think it's a really fun, in a way, it's like, it is, it was funny because when Glynis had to do her guess, <laughs> Megan went, what exactly is she guessing here? Because it's mostly <laughs> just like an espionage story. So it's like, yeah. And I asked for a 10-sided die because I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, I got it right, but yeah. I did, yeah. <laughs> but that was like, I don't know, like 
finding a needle in a haystack. I didn't know what I was looking for. And honestly, I got lost quite a few times in the plot. Yeah. Well, and this is one where you're like, that guy gets killed pretty quick. And you're like, you have no investment in him. Like, no. You, you don't even know his name. You know, when he gets killed, you don't even know his name. But you're like, I kept waiting. I've seen this episode before. I just I couldn't remember. It was like, it, did someone else get killed? And and so then it's like, oh no! But now it's like ten minutes left. Can you clarify something? So he has the microfilm. Is he related to the man that passed away? No. So none of them are. Sergey was Anton's like mentee. Right. So he helped him, and the guy, the minister, was just his friend. Right. Well, like friend slash military buddy kind of thing but nobody was a biological relative of that guy apart from the woman in the beginning well she wasn't a biological relative she was his wife but you know a family member um it's (laughs) this episode's unusual because you're right it's not really a murder mystery it's more of like you know trying to figure out who's bad who's good what is the secret that's being kept i mean that is part of it is like they're trying to cover up a secret, but we don't know what that is. And mm-hmm. also, as soon as the KGB gets involved, right, you know right away that you're not really supposed to trust them. But then funnily enough, they're then not necessarily the bad guys here. They're just sort of another sort of bureaucrat working in the system that is allowing this minister to take advantage of the shortfalls of the different right. departments. Right. So it's... It, it, there's a lot going. <laughs> it's a lot. It's yeah, they really like it paints Russia in a very particular light. Right. Yeah. Like there's so much about her being followed and everyone's, you know, like looking, <laughs> like you know, she's being tracked and and there's like hiding, like hiding the microfilm in her purse, hiding yeah. it in the chocolates. Like, things like that. It was, I mean, for a one-hour episode and then dealing with such a complex issue, I have to say they did a really good job of, like, sort of tightening everything up at the end. Yeah. And it you makes it when she gets happening. No, when she gets them all to work together, to finally work together, to actually talk to each other instead of just trying to kind of, like, push each mm-hmm. other around that is very satisfying because you're like, oh, actually they're all just kind of trying to do their jobs, but they're just not listening basically. But yeah, when did the, sorry, I should know this. When did the cold war end? I think it was 89. So it would have been 89. So this would have been, God, cutting edge stuff. (laughs) If this episode came out in 89, they'd already have been writing it. Did they, Castle Ball. I mean, I don't David know. Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff brought down the Berlin Wall. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote ended the Cold War. <laughs> I handedly, uh... <laughs> maybe there's a secret code. There's a cipher throughout all the Murder She Wrote episodes <laughs> <laughs> that predicts the next ten years. <laughs> it's like playing into what it's like with the Ireland episode. It's like playing into what an American would think yeah. of. Okay, eighty nine right? and ninety, the Berlin Wall came down, and then in late ninety one, the Soviet Union itself devol- dissolved into its component republics. 
Right. Okay. So right before. But they're still talking about Gorbachev, right? Is it Gorbachev? Yeah, yeah. yes, Gorbachev's wife. That was funny. I know. And then, oh my God, I mentioned this when we were watching it. So Judy Parfit plays, I don't even really, is she an age, a literary agent? Yeah, that's what she says. So she's been in so many British shows, but she's also sister Monica Joan on uh, Call the Midwife, which I don't, it's not a top favorite show, but I, I see her. Yeah, I've seen her in a million things. But they have this thing where they're talking about her and they're like, oh, Mrs. So-and-so. And they hand over to her and she's just laughing so hard <laughs> and like lifting it up. And it's like, it's so funny. She's great. That, that lady, she's in a really creepy um, Jonathan Creek episode called The Grinning yes. Man. And uh, but it's so like memorable, like it, it is like so burned in my brain that episode. Listen, everybody out there, if you haven't watched Jonathan Creek, what are you waiting for? Yeah, do it. <laughs> that episode is so disturbing. But that episode, yeah, not spoilers, but like yeah, warning. It is it is creepy. It's so creepy. Um, but yeah, it's um. Anyways, that is a great show. But yeah, she's been in Midsummer. She's been in. Yeah, she's. I'm sure yeah. she's been in Poirot and Marples and all that sort of like everything you can imagine. And yeah, as you say, she's been on Call the Midwife for however long that show's been on. Like, it's been on a thousand years, but because it's a British show, there's only been two episodes. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't really watch that show, but I did watch one Christmas episode where she like goes missing, and it's everyone's really scared. And it was pretty good. I don't but yeah, I I, I wish that. she would have been in it more. Um, I couldn't remember if she and Cyril were like trying to like smuggle stuff. I sort of had a vague memory of that. And then that turned out not to be right at all. <laughs> and she then was just gone. Um, I also love like when Murder, She Wrote has those big party events. And it's like, everyone wants to dance with Jessica. <laughs> and like can't yeah well she looked like hot stuff in that velvet the blue dress jeweled ensemble (laughs) that she was wearing and then she brought her bag out and her bag's like a like a velvet coin bag that like you shake (laughs) coins in to make yourself feel like a big shot (laughs) also if i was like looking through my purse in front of other people to see if anything was like missing i don't know that i'd like dump it out on the table Right, you like tampons out, like. Right. <laughs> so you're just like, I mean, I I did write down that Jessica is the worst spy because you're in front of a Russian police officer, as you yeah. say, based on the dates. The Cold War is still very much in place. You're there as like a guest of the country, especially, right. and she's like, "This film isn't mine. Like, how weird is that?" And you're like, "Jessica, just don't say." anything yeah <laughs> well and then this whole thing where she's like you know her passport's been taken away they call her a tiresome busybody mm-hmm. like they have all these files on her and then she gets everything back and she's like hang on you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start poking holes in this murder i'd be like on the next plane out of there i know well and She's so fearless, though, isn't she? But then she, like, ropes in, like, she roped in that young reporter. And you're like, that guy lives there. Like, he can get in serious trouble, you know? I mean, that is, 
And she's in back in that hallway with that giant box that says caviar on it. <laughs> get it. We're in Russia. Okay, <laughs> caviar from Iran. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I know, I'm like, would you be doing all these things as a guest of the country? <laughs> Not with just a temporary visa, just like wandering around. <laughs> well, and the fact that they like know enough details about her life that she's been on several cases before when like that's probably not that well documented like they have gone in <laughs> hard on her yeah. information I'd be like I don't know what they know like I want to get out of there no it's just it's true and she's like all right time to go poke around in this hallway and like bust back into a room <laughs> well, there's know. a lot of she obviously feels very safe in that she's like going to not be detained by the Russian police or the KGB. Right. But it, but we go to the U S embassy and that person doesn't instill a lot of confidence that they're going to be, you know, they sort of say they're going to help her, but they're just like, they kind of don't care. But so she doesn't have a lot of backing, but then I guess, you know, she's figures it out, but I did. I love that we had such a quirky cast of characters. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely, I'm trying. Like last week, I sort of accused some of the side characters of not being particularly interesting. But this one, they're all interesting. Like, we have yeah. the sort of very stern KGB guy, the kind of world weary cop, the super sassy lady that works at the embassy. Yeah, she was amazing when she's like, "What?" <laughs> for and she just holds up a sign that says bugs <laughs> <laughs> and i love that she's doesn't care about jessica's passport she's too mad that she didn't get invited to the party and then she's talking yeah. about the lady that's dating the military attache and she's like i can't believe victoria didn't mention this but i guess she's been too busy with this and that <laughs> just like honestly it was so funny so funny also even in the beginning, when Jessica's like chasing after the guards who are chasing after that guy, like maybe let them handle it. Like, well, right, like she's like running after armed people in Russia where they're gonna probably like, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it seems like that's the vibe is that they're probably gonna execute this guy. Although then they later say that the security guards have purposefully tried not to the guy had pulled a gun and they had tried not mm -hmm. to shoot to kill they had tried to wound him on the arm and the leg and that's why i think they were surprised that he'd been shot in the heart because they hadn't been aiming that way so it was right. that i mean i guess that was also well, they, they have a, a, a very like pointed remark where he's like oh yeah like we don't do that anymore you're right <laughs> making people no and he was so sad about it he like said it kind of like warmly <laughs> like anymore if he wanted him gone he would have been gone right we don't do that i know it, it was <laughs> the, the and also the is. thing where she's taking the cab to the embassy and then she's in another cab and they're all communicating with each other and i was like what is going on <laughs> It is they're all working for I mean, but there is a lot of sassiness where they're like the cop especially is always sort of saying like so like Jessica at one point goes, ah, is that even a crime? And he goes, some years, yes, some years, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you just like, I feel like if everybody's sort of spying on each other, you maybe wouldn't be able to get away with sort of those sorts of remarks. But um, 
No, it's it's very funny. Even though it is quite, you do. I felt anyways. You do feel like she's in genuine peril because it's like if these guys just decide not to let her go, what can she realistically do? You know, and she keeps having to pull in favors with other people just to find out where Sergey's being held and yeah. you know all this sort of stuff and you know she doesn't really have anybody she can particularly trust because sergey did lie to her at the beginning he did slip the film and then claim he didn't you know the british guy is bad although she was very uh like judgy of him particularly beyond the others when it's like i mean is what he did any worse the pharmacy guy like just out the gate rude to him oh yeah <laughs> the in the ireland episode yeah yeah like, you know what i don't like you i don't like the look of you and i will not be nice to you she was tired right. of asking her to sign books for the homebound people <laughs> <laughs> she's on vacation she didn't like that guy really no. i mean she was happy to kind of use him to get information but that was why it was so weird when she's so mad at him when she fi- so basically she finds out that guy is working he's a double agent for the KGB yeah and she says to him are you a russian who went to school in england or are you just an englishman turned traitor <laughs> and then it's like what does she care really yeah. i mean i know it's like i don't you know and then she and then when he says to you, can i give you a lift home and she's like no thanks you've already taken me for one ride <laughs> i really <laughs> like that line mic drop it's and i'm like great were you guys line. even that close like you didn't really spend that much time with him i mean i guess I don't know. literally all he did megan was help her find where sergey was yeah and then when she said can you help me more he said no he was like listen <laughs> i just work for the embassy i'm a career man i'm not giving up my safety to help you right and she kind of is like okay and it's like what has he he's not betrayed her he's not you know even if he fed information back to the kgb what does it matter it's not affected anything right. so right but she I know she, she really does. came for him hard and I was like yeah I guess it's not great but like I don't know yeah he's not a total monster <sighs> I mean Jessica's old school she's got a really strict <laughs> snitches get stitches uh, <laughs> mantra yeah, he does she's quite the patriot <laughs> so, don't you know don't treat don't be a traitor to your country no I mean yeah no, I agreed. What I was going to say, Megan, is you know how you said about your drinking game? I feel like what you need to add is if I can't remember if you already said this, but the number of times they say microfilm. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah. Okay, so microfilm. Down your drink. Comrade. <laughs> and caviar. Yeah. I feel like we should have like a Christmas watching of this and rewatching and do that. I like it. Yeah, I like that comrade caviar and microfilm i love when they say microfilm i it makes me so like excited like i'm just like this is so fun and then she cracked the code oh yeah that that she cracked the code it was great i mean look i really like this episode yes was i confused for a lot of it (laughs) but like i still really like it and oh yeah it's great yeah. I also love their like 
sayings that were very parallel to like U.S. sayings where it's like, um, oh, yeah. don't open the can of caviar instead of can of worms. Yeah. yeah. And there's something about the canary that got in yeah. the cookie jar. Yeah, like, don't let yeah. the canary into the cookie tin. Like, <laughs> are those really Russian? Like, I don't feel no. like they are. <laughs> no, just I, it was, I thought it was him getting everything mixed up. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, I thought it was him sort of being like befuddled about. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was showing like I, I speak perfect English except I can't occasionally can't get a colloquialism right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh yes, like I get it. Colloquialisms right is like such an advanced form of knowing a language that like why even attempt them. <laughs> No, of course not. <laughs> but he's trying to be relating to her. Like, he's yeah. trying to relate to her. And he had a crush on her. So he was trying to be like... Hey. He was very nice to her, I thought. Like, I mean, he was sort of, like, stern with her to begin with. But never, like, cruel or anything. No. Like, just sort of tired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought he liked her. Yeah, he did. In that jacket with that hat yeah, right. like they should have all been hitting on her they, they should have been lining up the fur jacket the, the fur hat and the jacket with the fur trim the blue and black sequin dress the like military buttoned black mm -hmm. jacket with a belt with the silk scarf like yes. very daintily underneath mm -hmm. and then the brown blouse with a gray skirt suit and belt i mean come on this yep. is why i asked about the costumes and even the like lady at the consulate like that purple and black plaid blazer flawless she looked great. Uh, even the guys looked good. You know, they yeah. tried to make the cop look a bit more beigey. Like his suits were a little more beigey. But then he showed up at the end with this beautiful coat with oh, the I scarf know. and the big fur hat. And you're like, he looks great. Like these are lovely clothes. I mean, everybody looked dressed to the nines. Should we start to do our list or do people have other things to add? Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, we're getting close I to time. I am very curious about the window peep. Guys, Ooh. it's a disappointment. No, no. I didn't have anything. I tried my hardest. Taxi? You didn't have any window peeps through the taxi. Yeah, yeah. The taxi, I mean, taxi to taxi yeah. driver. Yeah, because it's it's all part of the KGB. So it would have seen her walk out and then come up because they're all. It's connected. when the guys are radioing radio yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, cars that's what they're I mean. watching her. Oh, right, also, all right, yeah, all and right. he like then has his British accent. He's like, Mrs. Fletcher is now at the. Hello, Governor. <laughs> okay, I will. I'll write that down. I um, sorry. Okay, and I'll, I've got a couple of other things, but we'll we'll mention them as we as we go. I think they're all just quotes. Okay, so here we go. Episode beats thunder weather. There is a lot of snow, but I think that's just like a scene setting thing to show that we're in Russia. Did where in Russia are they? Is this does anyone know where Red Square is? I mean, they're in Moscow, right? I mean, Moscow. Okay, okay. I mean, that's just what I'm guessing. Secret doors, closet hiding. No. Poisoning or bludgeoning. It was a shooting. And just the one, actually. Um, yeah. Okay. A phone wire cut. I There was a phone wire cutting, but there was a lot of tapping of phones, yeah. I feel like. It, what the U.S. Embassy called bugs. Yes, the bugging of the phones. Because it, yeah. it did feel like all the phones were tapped. Yeah, but yes. anyways, she's shaking. 
no, we didn't mm-hmm. have that. We did have dancing, which, you know, there is a little bit, it's a lot of a touching going on. It's always some handsome <laughs> man Jessica's <laughs> hanging around with. Um, window peep. Also, the men to women ratio. Like there was like three women there. And like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> is that your favorite part of the episode, Glennis? <laughs> Do I wish that that was the ratio most of the time? A hundred percent. Yeah, it's like you and Judy Parfit just like battling over all the men. Me and like a bunch of 65-year-old men, like, great. (laughs) You think we're all 65? Shooting fish in a barrel. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we've got, so yeah, we've got the window people's the radioing of each other as they're following Jessica around. Fake name ID, Dukov was the waiter. Dukov was his name, but he was not actually a waiter. So it sounded like I was going to do the name. I also like Dukov is spoken about so many times, but he does not get a single credit. No, I know. He, well, and also at some point when they were saying that, did you forget who that was? Because I know I yes. sure did. I was like, 100%. Yeah, was like, Yukov? <laughs> okay, so the fuzz slash cop quirk. Right. Now, I don't know a lot about Russian names. But Berniker, I've, I don't think I've ever heard of any, like of that being a particularly Russian name. Because they were all called like Alexandrov and Melchkov. And then it was like right. Bernicker. I was like, oh, right, okay. Um, I feel like they started with like Bernard and we're like, Icker? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> um, and his cop quirk was, I guess, just that he was. Mustachioed and they're clean. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they, I thought, certainly did have cop chemistry. I mean, right. it wasn't, wasn't juicy melons off the scale, but it was like, you know respectful he he liked her yeah yeah he did <laughs> um businessy business i feel like we learned a lot about the inner workings of the police and kgb departments uh, in russia i mean that's I think we where did, we spent yeah. spent most of the time I feel well versed on you know the kgb in the 80s for sure i i mean genuinely i was like they are assuming a certain amount of knowledge here that maybe we don't really have. Um, age ain't nothing but a number. So actually, everybody was sort of a similar kind of age. Obviously, Adrian Zemed was the youngest. He was 35. But there wasn't really a lot of like romance in this episode. Oh. Well, and Cyril and Peggy, she's 54, he's 56. Okay. Um, the guy that plays Bannon was 49. So weirdly, I mean, I don't know if this will blow your mind. He was 49. The minister was 54. So there's only five Yay. years between them. That is, that doesn't look I that way to me. Berniker to Jessica. So she would have been what, like 63 maybe here? So well, 64. 15 so 15 years? years? Uh, listen, murder she wrote terms? That's normal. That's like bog standard 15 year age gap. Perfect. Yeah, they'll, they'll be married I mean, and run a hotel in no time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, smooches, no. Familial ties, no. Eyes closed, head shake, no. I don't think she was just like, 
she didn't really care about Dukov, but she wanted justice to be done. So she was more angry than she was disappointed, I think. She made a funny face when that lady passed her the note that said bugs, but it wasn't like a head, yeah. eyes closed, head chick. Sorry. But. No, it was like, yeah. a, oh, what are they like? You yeah. Know, uh, always got to check for bugs. When she they hand her all that paperwork, she's like, my tax dollars hard at work. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, gosh, Jessica, you were really taking all of this in your stride. Sorry, go on. No, and the, I just the, the the lady was just like, <laughs> and she's like, I hate you. Please leave my office. It was a lovely office, though. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's an interesting. Glennis went through the outfits. I thought very succinctly, and I will open. By saying that double-breasted button jacket with the scarf that you said mm-hmm. was sort of like yeah. entwined down the side and it was belted was one of the nicest looking jackets I've ever seen. When she was crouching down, pretending to shoot the gun, I was like, she looks like such hot stuff here. I was like, I genuinely am not just saying this, wish I owned that jacket. Mm-hmm. I just think she looked so good in it. So yeah, so that was out of what I thought was a incredibly well costumed episode. That probably was my favorite. Ashley, what about you? I'd say that was my favorite. Um, the fur hat that she had was also one of my favorites. Like the hat work generally across the board. I did look up on Wikipedia what the hat is called. It's a Ushanka. Ushanka. Okay. And one of the things they said is um, the dense fur also offers some protection against blunt impacts to the head. Mm. Oh my God, that is I don't know what that means. And it's said without context. So (laughs) it means like icicles dropping from roof. Yeah, I bet that's, I bet you're right, Glennis. But the Ushanka, like the hat work I thought was the best. Yeah. yeah across including the bowler bowler to ashanka because it all paints the picture like he's the english guy so he's got his bowler sergey's got that sort of brown pelt ushanka like yeah and then he's got a more feminine like almost beret style one there was a beret i remember there was oh yeah because um anthony geary wore the beret when he's in the cab he's wearing a beret yes I mean, it's cold there. You got to wear hats, but I like a hat. So anyways, Megan, what was your favorite? Yeah, I really like that black belted jacket with the scarf or the pattern scarf underneath. Glennis? All of them? Yeah, I mean, they... Glennis is in love. I'm in love with... That's why I asked about the costume designers because this... I know the Widow Weep for Me won (laughs) awards and that was deserved. But I feel like this is like second, second place. It's well, great. because as we can tell, Jessica is now making real money because she is the cultural exchange writer to Russia, the special program. And first the first book, first book translating to Russian. <laughs> yeah. right. It's funny because when you translate the stain on the stair in Russian, it is the poop on the floor. I mean, I know I had said before that's what it was called, but... Um, Okay, worst outfit. Megan, what do you think? I don't really have one, but you know what? I've decided I don't love like a brown palette. So I actually, the outfit she wore a little later, I think that was like kind of brownish. I wasn't as in love with, but I, it really isn't that like 
egregious. Uh oh. Okay, Glennis is fuming. All right, Glennis, your thoughts? <laughs> what was your worst outfit? I'm not a huge fan of a brand brown palette either. Oh gosh. But I just thought that with the the cinch belt because normally in the early episodes they would normally put her in like a brown potato sack and like call it a day. yeah <laughs> in this episode like they've like actually given her like a waist and then they like accidented with a nice like gold brooch so brooch brooch i got it Glennis. and that kind of bow, wrong, that yellow bow <laughs> that they had done ashley what do you think worst outfit I don't have one. I think there was some houndstooth that the um completely forgot the English guy's name. Cyril. Cyril, like just a houndstooth jacket. I mean, that just seemed a little like, I don't know, meh to me. But other than I mean, and I'm like grasping at straws though, because I really don't think there was a bad outfit. No, I agree. I didn't have a single one. I thought they were all great. Now, here I we're gonna need about an hour to discuss this one <laughs> biggest hunk glennis why don't you why don't you dip your toe into the sea of hunks that we've got working with in this episode i feel like i'm gonna say adrian's a med no yeah <laughs> oh is that, that bad he is hunky he's cute isn't he i don't know no, but I knew she was going to say it. I knew someone was going to have a reaction. I just, just felt like... You didn't, didn't know it would be us, Megan too. <laughs> shooketh. Why, why? You, do, you don't think Adrian's meds cute? I thought his hair looked great. He, he definitely looked like he had lip fillers, but I don't think he has. <laughs> yes. uh, he just was, like, kind of goofy. I mean, I will just let me... You know the guys I go Megan. for normally, Megan. Like, are you that surprised? No, I just... I thought everyone was going to pick Berniker. like i loved him i thought he was oh, yeah so- i mean he looked he was great i too. guess i was just more surprised because i thought that I was like a quirky nerd who's like <laughs> i just loved his comment where he's like he's like oh no i can't write this i can't write this story and then she, he's like you know what what the hell i hear the siberian alps are breathtaking this time of year <laughs> <laughs> so dorky because that's where he is assuming he's going to be right right um and i loved it so you know i buy ashley let's why don't you break the the (laughs) burniker over here i mean that's mine yeah i percent burniker yeah i i like alexandrov too but burniker yeah, I'll say enough was about my problem with Adrian Zemed, then I just think of Greece too, and I'm like disappointment all around. Glennis, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. In terms of like my real life, absolutely Adrian Zemed in this episode is a hundred percent a guy I would date. You know, that the, those owl glasses he was wearing, I was like, he's adorable. <laughs> the fact that his hair is layered in a way that's completely inexplicable to me. I, it was like, I'm fascinated. I need to I know. Feel like if he got even a touch of wind, it would look like he was in like a wind tunnel and just like, oh all yeah. Like I mean, no, I, I shouldn't be. No, he's totally cute, but I like think Ashley picking the guy with the high waisted short, khaki shorts, and lady in the lake. That no, was that was, me. that was me. Oh, I know. Careful. I'm sorry, Ashley. I did you wrong. <laughs> Clearly, my memory is like spot on. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. 
I'm not saying Adrian Zemed's my pick. I'm saying for me, I think my big, I really struggled with biggest hunk actually for this because yeah, Berniker's absolutely 100% my favorite. I said that when we watched Electric Cathedral and that actor was in, I said he plays this adorable cop in one of the Russian episodes. But I also think <laughs> that um, that uh, Peter Don- Donnet. Oh yeah. I think he's a totally handsome guy and yeah if i was traveling and i was in my early 60s and i had gone to russia to visit a russian author i'd hope he'd look something like that (laughs) and i also don't think david mccallum's a bad looking guy no i actually thought you're right there are a lot of hunks i was gonna call i thought you were gonna say adrian zamed and i was gonna call you and gwyneth zamed heads (laughs) (laughs) no and ashley she's talking about the guy from lady in the lake she made a mistake not john hillerman we would never no, no, we all said John Hillerman had a real something about him. <laughs> Susanna's the one that picked the guy yeah, from yeah. MASH. I like the guy I, from I, MASH. I, I mean, she picked the pastor from MASH. I did not. Yeah. No, no, that's that's what we're clearing You up. know what's funny <laughs> is a lot of the episodes that have MASH people in them, I'm like, they end up being one of my biggest right. like, what's the? I yeah. did not like that show. No, it's but, awful. Um, oh, I also awful. had never, I've never found Anthony Geary attractive, except in this episode. I 100% agree. Oh, I liked him as when it was like a mid '90s Luke with an earring. See, like, I yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, it was a hunk heavy episode. Okay, fine. Yes. And I went for the person. No, goodness, where he is cute. You're not he's wrong, wrong at all. He's totally very shamed right now, and I, don't <laughs> know. I know. My, my choice. I'm like that feels very rude. <laughs> but yeah, it's well, and also like. Adrian Zemed, I feel like in this episode, you're meant to think he's like 23. I mean, he's like mid-30s. I mean, he's like an adult man. So, like, you know. It's like when I gave the the Barbatals episode a low score and the, the silence heard. I was, I, well, no, I was surprised that Megan felt so strongly about it because it was like, I think I have like a five-way tie here of hunks. I think there's so many hunks in this episode. No, you're right, because I actually did write, like David McCallum looked good too. Um, I mean, they were all good. Like your uh, Peter Donat looked good. You know, he's just like a. He seems like a very like refined older man, which you know is is fun. Anyways, um, guys, we had so many lines here that I just I tried to write down as many as I could. I feel like I didn't do any of them justice. But does anyone have any burns they would like to read before I? I have one that she okay, Megan, said yeah, yeah, go. to Anthony. Wait, is his name Anthony Gary? The guy that Alexandrov. Yeah. She says, with all your departments, I've yet to encounter a department of justice. That is. But yes. then otherwise it's just all her burns against David McCall. Well, yeah, the <laughs> comment about the wild ride was good. I also, I mean, it wasn't really a burn, but it was such like a, I mean, especially after I watched Hot Fuzz last night and he, they're always like wanting to like add in these little like quips after like yeah, someone and when she comes in, she's like, I'm sorry, but I forgot my handbag. And yeah. she gives them like a knowing glance, like I caught you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys. I, yeah, I love that. Ashley, do you have any more? No, the only thing I had was when they said creme de la creme of the Kremlin. And I was like, 
Okay. You're like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I totally missed that. Now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. Bert had some good, Bert had some good lines. He, he was the one that said, oh, that's a legal concept. The Russians aren't so good with innocence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, and he also said, um, don't let the size of my office fool you. I'm grossly underpaid too. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that was pretty funny, but my, the main one I thought it wasn't by Jessica, but to Jessica was when Alexandrov says, you're a pleasant, if somewhat tiresome, busy, busy body. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> I that. That was funny. Um, yeah. So fave guest star. This might be interesting. Ashley, do you want to go first with this one? Yeah. I mean, there was, I think like the hunks, there was a lot of like good guest stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would go with Mm, I like Jack Bannon and David McCallum. I guess I would go with those two. That's what I'm thinking right now. Okay, yeah. I think that they were great. Megan, what do you think? I'm going to go Jack Bannon. Okay. Glennis? Well, considering the only person that like I actually know from like anything i've seen is adrian zamed i'm i'm gonna go adrian i've never watched an episode of general you Hoster. are a zamed head I no am. adrian zamed was in tj hooker i'm a, a zamedite but he's also in greece too I'm yeah too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite guest star was jack bannon i think he makes that character really fun in a very sort of like stern way which i yeah. think is nice um okay glennis's guess I mean, she rolled the dice and landed on Snake Eyes. So well done. Yes, congratulations. Because I have seen this before and could not remember at all who like was yeah. bad. I did a little little dance during the episode. <laughs> Got it. A lot of shoulder work. I liked it. I liked it. Um, okay, so does anybody else have anything they want to talk about before we wrap up? Like, Peggy was a weird character, right? Peggy, because she didn't, Judy Parfit, because she, I kept thinking she was going to be doing something she shouldn't have been doing, but then she actually wasn't at all. She was just there doing her job and then she left. I know, it it was a, uh, yeah. I felt like that was kind of a wasted storyline because she, Jessica alludes to, well, she can't say anything now because she's in London, but I kind of thought it wasn't even necessary. I don't know. I felt like the plot would have moved along. Yeah, I think they wanted to maybe add another woman, so they... Yeah. Right. (laughs) There's there's no women KGB agents or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. It's hard to then, like, insert them somewhere else, but... And does anyone know what Glasnost is? No. They kept saying that, I think, oh God, I hope I'm saying that right. It was the word they kept saying, like, it, it was almost like a courtesy thing that they were offering a courtesy or something to the to foreign visitors. So it was under Glasnost or they were like protected under that. But it was a term they kept using. And I was like, I have no idea what that is or Did what that means. Did you look it up or no? No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I—I I mean, I don't know if this is a fun fact or not, but 
in 2019, a book came out called From Russia mm. with Blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I saw that. Yeah. Um, so. Glasnost is the policy or practice of more open, consultative government and wider dissemination of information initiated by Mikhail Gorbachev in 1985. Right. Okay. So this is like the new regime trying to kind of move forward. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Again, this is like, this is that garlic joke all over again. We're like, what? <laughs> it's really so funny. It's like, the story is interesting, but then there are references and you realize like the people watching it live would have known all of this stuff already. Yeah, I know. Um, it's like when they make a Charles Nelson Riley joke in Golden Girls and I don't know who that is or anything. What? Oh, no. You oh, need no. to watch Ashley. Match Game reruns. <laughs> okay, record them for me. <laughs> but yeah, of course, there's always that stuff where like culturally things move on, and then you kind of there's no memory of that sort of thing anymore. Um, so yeah, so we've. I guess what we'll do is we'll do fave moment overall ranking. Let's see who to pick on first. Megan, do you want to start? Sure. Um, fave moment, because I, I loved him so much when he gave her the chocolates at the airport. So yeah. cute. <laughs> I just loved him so much. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Glennis? I really liked when she came back in and was like, I'm sorry, I forgot my handbag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found it confusing, so I'll give it a seven. Okay. <laughs> Ashley? Um, I have to say when she came back in for her handbag was probably one of my favorite moments. The other favorite moment is when she's crouching next to a crate that has a flag, the Iranian flag and says caviar on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I too will give it an eight. Okay. Um, I think, oh. Megan, what did you say your favorite moment was again? When he brought her the chocolates and one of them had the microphone. Right. Okay, yes. That is one of my favorites. I also liked when the three of them, the three men and her were watching the projection of the microfilm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. him and B- Berniker smoking in front of the projector with the mm-hmm. smoke going up into the projector. I was like, love that. I think that looks great. Um and yeah, I give this an eight. I like a really high eight, like almost a nine. Yeah, I think yeah, I know. It's really a eight point five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like as yeah. I mean, it's a real. I think it's a really fun episode. It's really well written. I yes, the plotting at some points you like. Let's get that again. <laughs> but um, I think it's generally you can kind of follow it and. Yeah, I just think it's a lot of fun. And it's it's always fun to see her somewhere else sort of experiencing something else. So it's other than just New York or Cabot Cove. Um, and also in this one's not with any friends. So she's having to kind of make her own friends as she mm-hmm. goes. But we all know that Jessica makes friends at the drop of a hat. I mean, yeah. and particularly men of a certain age, i.e. 35. Because this is what happened in the last episode uh, in Snow White, Blood Red, where she just befriended all these like late 20s, early 30s skiers. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, yeah, Jessica doesn't struggle. So, um, yeah. So I guess that's it. Um, it's a great one. Watch it. Yeah. Do it. Season five. Solid. All right. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Cabot Coverage. Thank you so much, everybody, that's rated and reviewed us on iTunes. And yeah, thanks very much for listening and hope you listen again next week. Bye. Bye. You're picking some guy from TJ Hooker. <laughs> <laughs>